Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show. Wake up! With your chance to sound off, give your opinion, and tell us your thoughts. It's on. It's now. It's here. It's the Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890. 92.5. KDXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm Andy Griffin, 909 on KDXU. Got another qualifier for our cash and cruise giveaway. Jerry is qualified. Uh, number 10 is gone, so we actually have just two numbers left. Let's see if I can reach my... There we go. The two numbers left are 6 and 28. Uh, the cruise giveaway party is Saturday, so obviously I've got two more to give away tomorrow as we look to give away. Uh, the prizes are pretty cool. We've got, uh, of course, the $1,500 cash uh, cruise voucher. We already had five people win instant $89. We'll have checks for them at the event. We've got uh, everybody that got qualified gets a KDXU T-shirt. We have uh, some other prizes, uh, two nights in Hawaii uh, with dinner. Uh, we have dinner and a Tuacon show. We have dinner and a night in Mesquite at Eureka Hotel and Casino. And so, yeah, a lot of cool prizes and plus free food and stuff at, at the party as well, tomorrow, uh, not tomorrow, Saturday morning. So looking forward to that. My life has actually been consumed the last 24 or 48 hours in trying to get that thing all planned and with a little bit of help from my sister, Laura, and my wife, and uh, Jeff, my ops manager, and Michael, who works here. And we're going to get that party together. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, all right, let's welcome the guests onto the program now. Uh, it is Mayor Thursday. The mayor, though, called me. <laughs> she called me on Monday. I think it was Monday, and said, uh, you're going to kill me. And she meant that figuratively. Uh, she said, but uh, we we had to postpone her on last week. And this week, she says, I didn't, because we moved it, I didn't have it on my calendar. And the person that schedules some of my stuff scheduled something for 9 o'clock on Thursday. And she said, I'm not going to be able to do the show again. I'm like, oh, no, because I'd already rearranged the rest of the month and everything. And I said, well, can you do this? Can you get someone to come on in your place and represent the city? And she said, ah, all right, well, we'll figure something out. I think everybody wants to talk about the budget anyway. So let's get some budget folks on. So we have with us today Deanna Berklasich. Berklasich. Did I get it? Berkley's. You did, yes. I stumbled at first, but Deanna Berkley's <laughs> assistant city's manager over administration, and Robert Myers, who is the budget manager for St. George City. Robert, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Appreciate you coming in. Uh, you guys could, I guess, I don't know, take some heat now uh, with the uh, budget being higher than it was last year. I know some folks are unhappy, but if you want to talk a little bit, and maybe we'll start with Deanna, talk a little bit about the budget and what we expect, and then we'll turn some time over to Robert to talk about uh, what's going into that budget sure ab- absolutely um so yeah i've uh lived in st george for about 28 years now and okay, i've been too. with the city yeah. oh great uh <laughs> 27 years and i've been doing the budget about 15 plus years and wow and um we do have our challenges you know not only due to growth but i think it may surprise a lot of our citizens to know that the city of st george provides a lot of services that i can you know, with a lot of confidence, say that not any other city in Utah provides to their wow, citizens. Really? Like what? Like the airport, our mm-hmm. SunTran bus system, our E911 dispatch center, our power department. So up in the Wasatch Front, a lot of different entities provide those services to their citizens. Because we're geographically separated 
you know, from a lot of entities here in the um, southern Utah area, we don't have our neighboring communities that we can rely on. And so we're doing a lot of those services by ourselves hmm. as, as the city of St. George. And so for that reason, that's another reason why our budget seems larger than the average city in the state of Utah. Okay. And, um, and because of that reason, we are putting in a lot of infrastructure, whether it be the airport or our power department or our wastewater treatment plant that is regional and a lot of other cities don't have a, a wastewater treatment plant. So um, we are constantly putting in infrastructure. And because of that reason, our budget is continuing to grow in addition to the fact that we have, you know, the enormous population growth that's coming to the city of St. George. So if we went up to Salt Lake Valley and said, all right, who's funding the Salt Lake Airport? Mm-hmm. It's not just going to be Salt Lake City. It's going to be, uh, it might be uh, West Jordan and mm-hmm. Sandy and West Valley. and. Yeah, I, I believe that the Salt Lake City Airport is owned by Salt Lake. But if you look at your Sandys, your mm-hmm. West Jordan, um let's see, and South Jordan, they don't own an airport. They don't own a bus system. That's going to be the UTA. Um, Rocky Mountain Power provides most of the power in the northern area, and yet we have our own power system. And so it's it's small. I shouldn't say it's small because they're big. But it's differences like that that us as the city of St. George, we provide all of those services to our citizens. And some of those services are regional, like I mentioned before, our dispatch center, our, you know, our UT, our, our bus system, we're pretty much providing that to Ivan's in Santa Clara and um, also even Washington, even Washington yeah. City that came on board. You know, um, I think it was last year or the year prior they mm-hmm. came on board. But but those types of things that we're providing in our area are normally not provided by your South Jordan, West Jordan, Riverton, Sandy, other Murray, areas that people are familiar yeah. with, right? Hmm. So, Interesting. Yeah. So we, and and the point, I mean, the, the reason being is we're kind of by ourselves here. We don't mm-hmm. have 87 other communities surrounding us right. like a Salt Lake City might or like even a West Jordan or, 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 or uh, if you go into Utah County, Lehigh or mm-hmm. uh, Alpine or, or places like that. So, right, exactly. Uh, and these are things we need. I mean, obviously, the, the airport has been a huge part of, of who we've become now mm-hmm. here in St. George. Uh, even Suntran. I think Suntran, uh, if you go back 10, 15 years, you're like, eh, we didn't really need a bus system yet. We we do now. We do. We really do now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, items obviously that we need. Uh, the budget, uh, Robert told me just a minute ago, it's $502 million, right? Yeah, so when you look at the overall budget, again, $502 million. Uh, when you look at that as compared to last year's adopted budget, it's about a $78 million increase. There's kind of three main areas of why our budget's so large. Now, Deanna touched on one of those, which is that we are a regional hub for the community, and so we provide a lot of services that other cities typically don't provide. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you from my experience back in DFW, it wasn't very common for a lot of the cities in DFW to provide everything. They relied on special districts and other cities to provide some of their services. Regional stuff. Yes, mm-hmm. re- the regional things they relied on. Uh, so that's one big component of why the city's budget is the size that it is. The second reason is that the growth in the community has been significant over the past few years. If you look at the 2020 Boy, census, oh yeah. <laughs> so if you go to the 2020 census, we were actually the fastest growing city in the nation uh, in our growth. Crazy. And so that yeah. has added, obviously, with growth in our population, 
uh, grows the demand for services and also grows mm-hmm. the need for infrastructure to meet those services. And so you'll see that as part of the 23 budget, and that directly impacts the size of the budget. And the final thing is we actually have a number of projects that, like everybody else, we've seen significant issues from the pandemic on supply chains, on uh, people's willingness to competitively bid on projects. And so we've got a number of projects that will be rolling forward into the 23 budget from the 22 budget, a little over $50 million of projects that were needed facility and infrastructure improvements that, again, we weren't able to get to this year that will roll into 23. So those are kind of the three really big areas of why the budget is the size that it is. There was a, a city council meeting earlier this week, right? Mm-hmm. It was uh, last Thursday, June mm-hmm. 2nd. Oh, it was last Thursday. Okay, mm-hmm. a week ago. Um, there were some people obviously voiced some concerns. They were not happy about you know an increase in the budget. Uh, I think the general thought was, look, in you know, gas is five bucks a gallon. A uh, gallon of milk is up to four bucks a gallon. Uh, you know, it, the, these things keep going up. And then St. George City comes to me and says, "Oh, by the way, we're going to raise your taxes." I think that was generally their their feelings. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on that, Deanna? Yeah. So uh, the reason why we are raising the taxes. Um, why we're proposing a property tax increase and and I'll kind of explain how that works but um, the biggest reason is to invest in our public safety we've created a five-year plan that looks forward to the next five years obviously it's called safe st. George Um, and what we're doing is we are in investing a lot in our police our fire and our emergency dispatch personnel the property tax increase that we're proposing is going only towards public safety um it's what we'll be doing is we'll be adding over the next five years over 100 or over 100 new personnel whether it be off police officers uh firefighters or emergency dispatchers we're providing we're um going to build four new fire stations, three of which are new. One is a replacement of our headquarters station. Approximately 12 new fire apparatus, whether it be engines or brush trucks. Or, and then we're and, also... And by the way, how much does a fire truck cost? Isn't it like half a million bucks or something <laughs> well, like that? I wish it was more than that. Yeah, more. It's about, it depends on the fire truck, but between 1.5 and 1.8 million. Wow. Yeah. Holy so cow. it's it's pretty high up there. and and to And I think the plan calls for five of those. And um, over the next five years, so you can imagine the investment that we're putting forward uh, with the Safe St. George plan. The plan overall is about $90 million, which seems like a big amount. Um, That's an average of $18 million a year. However, we are really excited. We've been working on this plan. We've been working with our police chief, our fire chief, our our management we're excited to say that only um, that 74% of the plan is funded by a multiple uh, multiple resources and not the property taxes. We are asking our citizens to um, participate in that property tax increase. We'll have three of them over the next five years that we'll gradually implement. And um, right now, based upon the average value of a primary residential house, which we um, is $566,000 because the value is going up. Yeah. Anyway, based upon that and our property tax rate, it comes out to be $5 a month to our average primary resident or $60 a year. And I can tell you that if somebody would give up a Starbucks coffee once a month, 
then this makes sense to invest in our future of our public safety. We've got a lot of goals there. We want to improve our coverage, improve our response times. We want to put in more proactive enforcement. And the benefit of that that our citizens will hopefully see is their homeowner's insurance may go down with more fire coverage. Their auto insurance may go down if we can reduce our accident rates in the city of St. George. And that's what we're hearing from our citizens. They're saying, my, my insurance is higher because I don't have a fire station in my neighborhood. Wow. My auto insurance hmm. just went up for no reason other than the insurance agent said that our accident rates are going up in St. George. And so we're hearing from our citizens who have said, we'd rather put forward some money into property taxes to get more um, law enforcement, more firefighters, and not see these rate hikes on the other side with our, our insurance. And so that's that's some of our goals that we're attempting to accomplish with this plan. And property taxes are the most sustainable revenue that we have out there that will help us accomplish this this plan. It seems like a simply simplistic question, Deanna, but let mm-hmm. me ask you, with, with the explosive growth, can't the new people cover a lot of this? Yeah, no, the new people, the new um, growth does not cover, it, we see maybe five hundred to $700,000 annually out of the new growth. It's mm. not that significant. It's it's a small percentage of what we're actually receiving. Okay. And, and that also goes to help pay for our streets maintenance, our parks and trails maintenance, um, police, current police officers that we have out there. And, and part of the plan for the um, Safe St. George also helps us increase their their hourly wage so that we can be competitive, so that we can pay them more money. We're losing officers because you have Salt Lake City or UHP that are increasing their wages. And so we're losing our officers and we can't recruit more officers here. So, um, so that, that new growth really pays. We're, we're adding more roads. We have to maintain the more roads. We're adding more parks. We have to maintain those. And we are trying to add more public safety. But in this case, we're, we're really investing, doubling that ad that we've been able to do um, to try to catch up with the huge population growth that we've had. So It's kind of interesting because you have... Uh, you know, Joe, Joe Smith over here who says, look, I don't want new taxes. Don't do not charge me anymore. Uh, but then you, oh, well, I, you know, I needed the police to come and respond to something, but it took him, you know, 11 minutes and I wanted him here in four minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, if we increase your taxes, we can get them there faster. So what's your choice, Joe? Do you want this or do you want that? Right. You know, it's quite a conundrum really for them. And I'll mention that um, we, the city of St. George, has not raised our property tax rate to increase our revenues in over 35 years. Mm. And so this will be our first, this, you know, is our first increase in over 35 years. And I think your listeners may say, wait, my tax bill went up last year. And so the key there is the tax bill, the city of St. George, we only received 12% of your property tax bill. There's other layers in there, the school district, the county, Mm -hmm. the water district. So they may be increasing their rates. But St. George, if you lived in the same house for the last 10 years, you know, I challenge you to go look at your tax bills and look at only the portion that says City of St. George. And it may go up 
$10 here or down $10 there. But overall, we, you know, it will fluctuate minimally and you'll see that we have not raised our rates in over 35 years. Give us the number again, Deanna. The, so if I own a, say, $500,000 piece of property, a house or whatever, mm-hmm. what's going to be my increase uh, that, that you've have figured? Yeah. About 60 bucks. Yeah, about sixty. It's probably if it's five hundred thousand, the average right now is five sixty six. So if you're at five hundred, it's gonna be less than sixty dollars per year. Five bucks or something. Yeah, okay. somewhere around there. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Let's uh, turn over to Robert here. We've been ignoring you for a minute, Robert, but <laughs> oh, that's okay. Uh, talk <laughs> about the the seventy eight million dollars and and where that that's the increase. Uh, the budget five hundred two million total. Seventy eight million is the increase. Uh, tell us about some of the places that's going to because I think this is fascinating. Again, there's a lot of people out there, and I'm one of them. I'm like, hey, I don't want I don't want taxes to go up. I mean, everything else is going up. I don't want taxes to go up too. But it seems like a lot of this stuff is pretty important. Yeah, so a part of it is, again, that part of the public safety five-year plan. The first year of that plan is in the proposed budget, and that's with mm-hmm. our 26 positions. 26 new public safety positions mm-hmm. and just police, next year. Police, fire, and dispatch. Wow. Yes. Yeah, okay, and somebody's got to pay for that. Oh, yeah, significant. <laughs> in addition to that, we've got over 20 vehicle replacements in our police department, two new fire apparatus, including the 23 budget, oh. 11 new police vehicles, so just a plethora of new equipment. Two new fire stations are included in the proposed budget, which are significant. A new fire station down in the Desert Canyons area mm-hmm. and the relocation of the fire station headquarters downtown. Uh, again, we have about $50 million rollover projects from 22 and a number of significant pro- projects in our infrastructure with new uh, street improvements, such as the continuation of the 3000 East uh, widening street project, the yeah. drainage project, which is really significant. Uh, that's a multi-year project, and this will be a continuation of that. In addition, we've and, and by the way, 28 years ago when Deanna, Deanna and I moved here, not together, but mm-hmm. uh, who would have thought 3000 East right. <laughs> would need to be widened? For, did it yeah. even exist 28 years ago? It did, but it was little it was little, little known. It used to be our back road that only the locals knew about, and we could <laughs> you know, go around to Mall Drive that yeah. way, or Mall Drive wasn't even there. So, uh, yeah, crazy, anyway. crazy. All right, go on, Robert. And we got some cool park projects. So we're, we're going to be converting the uh, – little uh, valley soccer fields artificial turf next year uh, some of those really and that will save 18 million gallons of water annually for the city so really significant in this in this time of you know needing to conserve water as much as we can how many fields are there out there there are a total we're converting three 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 nice Mm -hmm. nice you know i i I remember when the local high school started converting their football fields to artificial turf there were a lot of people saying this is so stupid how can they do they're going to spend a half a million dollars on on turf and there's still a little bit of maintenance involved and uh, i think there was a lot of foresight involved in the fact that you're going to save a lot of water a lot of water Mm -hmm. with the artificial turf and i i I find it commendable that we're going to change some of those soccer fields wish we could change them all Mm-hmm. And that's an awesome project. So that's $3 million, and we're actually getting help from the county of about $1.5 million. So we're really grateful for that help. In addition to that, we've got uh, Phase 1 of our Curly Hollow Park in Tonaquint, which will be Curly Hollow, did yeah. you say? Yeah, mm-hmm. Curly Hollow. I don't think I've been there. Where's Curly Hollow at? By Tonaquint? Yes, yep, mm-hmm. in the Tonaquint okay. area. And then we've got uh, additions at the Pickleball Courts at Little Valley, so some additions there and a number of other parks projects. We have a $15 million airport uh, project. Uh, improvements that we've included, including the extension of the apron at the airport, which will allow for additional airport traffic at the airport, so that'll Hmm. be a big help. 
Um, in addition to that, we've got some other uh, facility improvements. Uh, part of the budget will include roll forward of the City Hall project that was in the 22 budget but was not able to be completed, and so we'll be moving that to 23. Um, and just a number of water projects, uh, the biggest one being the, uh, the secondary irrigation that we'll be adding uh, reservoir at our graveyard wash. Uh, right, which will be and we've really decided awesome. that we need to change that name because <laughs> nobody wants to swim in, or, or be in a, a, a reservoir that's called Graveyard. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good just, point. That's a bad idea. So maybe we can name it the Berkleysitz Wash. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and I even just said don't right add memorial time. after that. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't, no, we don't, we don't want to do that for sure. Uh, back to the pickleball. You said you, they're, they're going to expand. I thought it was interesting. We had the uh, Tokerville mayor on, and he talked about the I thought of maybe building enough pickleball courts to make them the hub of pickleball, uh, maybe even having the pickleball headquarters for the U United States in Tokerville, Utah. And uh, as he was saying that, I'm like, well, wait a minute. I thought that they were expanding out at Little Valley, and that might end up being a hub, or at least to host some championships out there. Do you guys know anything about, is there a race involved in getting getting more pickleball courts in or anything like that? I, there's not that I'm aware of. There's okay. not a race, but, um, and, and they're going to have to do a lot of work to catch up with St. George oh, on yeah. the pickleball courts, that's for sure. Because they'd be starting from scratch, and yeah. you guys aren't. I do know that they had an ESPN, outdoor ESPN tournament um, there at the Little Valley Pickleball Courts a few months ago, and so, you know, we're already on the map for being a world championship um, service as far as pickleball court. So we're just adding to our list of, of world championship facilities, you know, whether it be the pickleball courts or the snow canyon or our races that we have here mm -hmm. and, and stuff. So, which we take a lot of pride in that. Our employees do a great job and they take a lot of pride in in um, you know, showcasing St. George and, and everything that we're part of and our, our community offers to our citizens i believe maybe i'm wrong i think there's 24 courts right now i believe that's right yeah we've built them in phases mm -hmm. and that sounds about right i think we went 18 and then six and then i can't remember how many more this will add to you Robert. i think it's four to six new courts i believe mm -hmm. is, is what i'm thinking but one mm -hmm. of them is a championship court Oh, with um, is, with bleachers and stuff. I believe does it does it not have bleachers? I don't think it has bleachers. Mm. I'm but, not sure. I don't I don't recall that. Yeah, that would be really cool. All right, I got to get a commercial break in. Okay. You guys uh, good to hang around a little longer? We're talking budget here with uh, St. George City with Deanna Berklesich and Robert Myers. I think I've said your name right two out of three times, you so have. I'm getting there, Deanna. <laughs> and, and by the way, my mother-in-law was Deanna, so I, oh. your first name's easy for me. <laughs> Welcome back, Andy Griffin, with Troy Paul right now from the Barbecue Pit Stop. Barbecue Pit Stop is located just north of the boulevard, about 300 east behind Napa Auto Parts. It's a barbecue accessory store. You can get smokers there, anything you might need for barbecuing, including rubs and sauces. I love it. Now, Troy, today we're talking about going off the beaten path a little bit and mm -hmm. smoking things that you wouldn't normally think about smoking. Yeah, so I, I like to just have people change in their mind that this is a smoker and convert it to this is a wood-fired oven. Ooh, okay. As soon as you start thinking this is just an oven that I keep outside, then you can start thinking differently about it. Hmm. It has a different fuel source, so you're used to your maybe your gas or electric oven on the inside, and that's your fuel source, but when you take it to your outside oven, then it becomes your fuel source and a little bit of flavor, too. 
So the big thing is when you are at a low temperature, and then you're going to be getting some good smoke flavor. Once you're up over 275, like even over 300 degrees, then you don't get as much of that really smoky flavor, but it is still a wood-fired kiss. You get almost okay. like when you go to like a, a pizza place that has a wood-fired wood oven. Pizza. It's not okay. smoky. It's just wood-fired flavor. Oh, that's interesting. So I could cook it's you know bread or, or Italian food or even desserts on my outdoor oven? Sounds crazy, right? It but, does. <laughs> yeah, we, we did a pumpkin cheesecake a little Ooh, while ago wow. that's become a, a real fan favorite. Um, my wife does breadsticks. So just mm-hmm. normally she'd put them in the oven on the inside, but now we put them outside in the, our outdoor oven, which is, you know, our smoker. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden the breadsticks are just incredible. And I see uh, some of the other things you've tried. Lasagna. I, I, I'm having a hard time uh, uh, visualizing that in my head. Lasagna in the smoker. But it works, huh? Same, like I say, it's an oven. And hmm. so if, instead of doing it inside, just move it outside. Lasagna is incredible. French fries are, are just really fun. Hmm. Um, baked potatoes, um, pumpkin cheesecake, like I said before. Or I know that you've done queso dip. Yeah, love the queso on there. And I've even seen online people do like they'll do their 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 mix, their Chex mix. Oh yeah, for sure. Oven. So it's exciting, man. Try something new. Get out there on your smoker and put something on different. He's Troy from the Barbecue Pit Stop, located again just off the boulevard on the north side behind Napa Auto Parts. You can find just about anything to do with barbecue there at the Barbecue Pit Stop. Thanks, Troy. Thank you. Compelling guests, hot topics, the latest news, always on the Andy Griffin Show. Is there a juicy part in it for me? Right here on News Radio 890, 92.5, KDXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Welcome back on Mayor Thursday. No, don't have a mayor here today. Michelle Randall had some other commitments, but uh, we do have uh, almost as good as mayors. We have the. Mayor of Budget, Mr. Robert Myers, is with us, as well as Deanna Berklasich, who is the Assistant City Manager in charge of administration, and I guess that includes budget, right, that Deanna? That includes budget, yes. Yeah, so you get to worry about, not only do you have to balance your budget at home, but then you get to go to work and think about that kind of stuff at work, too, huh? That's right, and we do have a balanced budget. We're required to balance it in our general fund and a lot of our other funds, and um, so not unlike the or I shouldn't say not unlike, so not like the federal government yeah. that doesn't have to balance our budget. We have to have a balanced budget. You mean you can't just print money out of thin air and make it work <laughs> that way? Or, I wish, and, yeah. and if I find out how to do that, I'm not telling anyone. <laughs> well, apparently it's uh, we're paying the piper for their printing money out of thin air with our inflation right now. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Robert, uh, we were talking a little bit about the budget, uh, the overall budget, what goes into it. I mean, you look at $502 million and. Uh, I think what happened last year when they started talking about stimulus checks and trillions of dollars and billions of dollars, I think a lot of us mentally went, I can't compute how big that number is, so I'm not even going to think about it. But $502 million is a big number. Yeah, so I think our citizens would find it interesting when you look at the overall split of the budget. About 39% of our budget is for our utilities, which is for the water services that we provide to our residents, wastewater treatment, our regional wastewater treatment plant, and uh, St. George Power. And so those are, those are about 39% of our budget. Again, that's for our utilities. Uh, 36% of our budget is for our capital project funds, and those are for... Well, well let's go back for just a second yeah. talk, talk about the power. Now, you said that, that 39% of the budget goes to power, but I thought the citizens were play, paying 
a lot of that. Is that is that not true? Correct. So those funds are different from some of the other funds in the city in that they are 100% supported through charges that they okay. charge to our customers. Okay. That makes and, sense. And so, yeah, they're, they're a little different. They're more like a private business. Okay. Uh, now, now you can go on. Sorry I interrupted no, you. No, you're okay. 36% of our budget is our capital project funds. And so those are the funds that we use to, to build and maintain city infrastructure. Mm. So when you think about that, one in three dollars that we're proposing to spend in this year's budget is on infrastructure. So again, pipes, roads, uh, sewer, power, etc. Exactly, exactly. Mm. So significant investments are planned in that area. Twenty percent of our budget is our general fund, and that is the fund that that uh, provides the majority of core services that our citizens rely on, and the citizen the services that. When a citizen thinks about what does the local government do, those are the services they'll think of. And that includes our police department, our fire department, our 911 dispatch, parks programs, parks and trail maintenance, street maintenance, just to name the plethora of services that we provide out of our general fund. And that is the fund that receives the majority of property tax revenue for the city and sales tax revenue to support those services. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then the last little sliver of our budget was our economic development agency funds, and those are meant to promote job growth within the community. And then we have our other funds that pay for some of our other miscellaneous services, like our bus service, SunTran. You talk about economic development. Is is there, uh, say I have a business and I want to move into St. George City, uh, right now, good luck finding somewhere to go. But uh, it, it, would I come to the city council and I, would I say, hey, I want to move. Can you give me some kind of tax break? Can you? I mean, is there some money involved to help me come here? So I can address that. The okay. economic development districts are, are carved out portions of the city. So you would have to relocate to those specific portions. Oh, okay. Um, one area is in the Fort Pierce Industrial Park. Uh, another area is, is located around the Dixie Center. We also have Mill Creek Industrial Park. So you would actually have to locate your business within those those areas. And then we do have some requirements that if you are relocating a business here, that then we want you to pay above average pay to your, your employees hmm. and offer them good benefits. So we want to attract... The, the companies to those districts that get the, you know, if we were going to give an incentive, we want it to be companies that really invest in our employee and in our future as a city and um, bring that job growth to our citizens that we need and, and um, pay really good wages. So that would be the incentives that, that uh, those type of companies would need or okay. would, would be provided with. Um, and it would be a short not not necessarily short term. We write up an agreement um, of the incentives, and those districts only last for a time certain number of years, and then they expire. So um, okay, yeah. is is Tech Ridge one of the districts too, or no? Tech Ridge is one that we are looking at right now. We okay. are working on that um, because obviously there's big plans up there on Tech Ridge to yeah. bring in new companies that bring in tech jobs, high-paying wages, and so forth. And so that is an area that we're working on creating another one of these uh, redevelopment, or they call them community reinvestment areas um, for those economic districts. There's all kinds of words out there that the state <laughs> law associates with them, but basically it's an economic development district, yes. Used to be. In fact, even when you and I moved here, Deanna, you know, nearly 30 years ago, mm-hmm. Uh, the number one industry was agriculture in Washington County, mm-hmm. uh, and then it transitioned to construction, and especially in St. George. Construction is by far the number one industry in, in St. George. Uh, eventually, 
we're gonna, and it may be a while, but eventually we're going to get built out or close to built out. And uh, technology seems like it would be the next industry to take over. Is uh, is there a way to monetize that as far as government is concerned to help these industries, especially as the transition uh, comes to, you know, to, to maybe help us make it as homeowners here in St. George City? Um. <laughs> I know it's I'm a tough to, question. Yeah, that's a tough question. That's not normally in my area, but yes, I mean we would we're working towards that as partners um, in supporting DSU and, and now Utah Tech University and mm-hmm. that job recruitment, and also with Tech Ridge and working with that developer developer up there. The city has, um, in a way, monetized and worked with that developer to uh, hopefully create that future for our citizens and so i'm sure there's other areas that will present opportunities to the city um to to help promote that type of industry the tech ridge or the technique tech job industry where does st george city end if i go south uh, is is desert color uh, and sun river is that the edge of st mm-hmm. george city at the arizona utah line that's oh where it goes we all end. the way to the city does mm-hmm. all the way to the line yeah, okay we go to the line and then what about east i guess we're talking washington city but it kind of jags around a little bit over yeah there. washington city so i mean pretty much th- you're three thousand east and things do kind of jog around right there and then um, you, you know, we bounce up to Mall Drive and then over on 3050 East and into Washington. And then um, on the north, it would be the ledges. We uh, Winchester Hills is not part of St. George, but the ledges is. Okay. And then um, on the west side, of course, we we border Santa Clara Santa and Clara, Ivins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm, interesting. So I believe uh, it's 72 um, square miles, somewhere around there. And I think... I looked at this a while ago, but I, I believe that it was if you take South Jordan and Sandy or Sandy and Draper and combine them, that would be about the size of St. George. Wow. Um, so wow. we cover a lot of <laughs> a lot of ground. I remember, and you guys know I do sports on the radio. I remember the very first time I did a Pineview game on the radio. And this, I mean, we're talking like 94, 95 mm-hmm. right in there. I said, here we are in Washington City. Yeah. And immediately someone tapped me on the shoulder and said, mm-mm. And technically, Pineview High School is in St. George City. Mm-hmm. Uh, Costco, is that Washington or St. George? Costco, St. George. St. George, yeah, okay. But right Albertsons there. is Washington. Albertsons is Washington. So there, I believe it's called Festival Plaza, uh, where there's uh, the fa- uh, Freddy's Shake Place oh, yeah, 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 and Bishops yeah. and, and so forth. That is St. George. Really? So just hmm. the back side of albertson's and and um that shopping center right there that's washington and then of course if you cross the road to home depot and stuff you're in washington all right uh, you guys okay to take a phone call or two sure yeah definitely. all right we'll start with seth seth's been on hold for a while what's up seth um i was cleaning out my wallet and there was a bunch of loose change in there and i found 27 million dollars <laughs> Wow. I wish my yeah. wallet would hold that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's all in gold, so uh, it doesn't take up much space. That's uh, true. It's just a couple of ingots, right? Yeah. So, uh, and I'd be glad to give that to um, St. George City and and be real thankful I'm not in St. George where I don't have to pay these additional taxes. Mm. 
So uh, let me just suggest that the entire infrastructure for the police department and the paramedics and all of that add up to about $27 million when I looked into it. And I made a presentation to the county commissioners that we set up a unified, that we set up a uh, the sheriff take a full control, an elected official instead of an appointed one, hmm. and that we remove all that burden from St. George City and uh, um, put it where it rightly belongs under the jurisdiction of the sheriff. And the same would apply to airports and power, because none of those appear in a book that I handed out when I ran for county commissioner called The Proper Role of Government. Hmm. Now, there's never going to be enough money to satisfy all the pickleball courts and all the (laughs) softball courts and all of the things that the proper role of government would prevent from ever being uh, placed on. You want to play pickleball? You pay your fee when you walk in the front door or when you open the court up. You don't charge every citizen on the planet for pickleball. Yeah, I, I can see your point, Seth, but I will say this. I mean, you pay, you know, fees for education, yet you don't have anybody in school right now in your family, at least your immediate family. Um you know, it, it seems like to me, I'm going to turn Seth down a minute because we have other people waiting to get on, too. Uh, it, it just seems like to me we could really have a big, giant discussion on, you know, what should and shouldn't be uh, provided by by the cities that we live in and the counties that we live in. Uh, to be quite frank, I, I like St. George like it is right now. Uh, you know, am I unhappy that I, ha- I, I rarely go to the park? Am I unhappy that I, I have to pay for the park across the street here? No. Uh, a lot of people don't play pickleball. I do. I'm glad they helped me pay for pickleball, and I'm glad I don't have to pay $20 a pop every time I want to play pickleball. Uh, so I don't know. That, that's my thoughts on it. Let's go back to the phone lines. Hey, thanks for calling. What's on your mind today? Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. I would just like to uh, say that I agree with uh, uh, Seth's points and positions, and, and it really does uh, come back to what is the proper role of government. And it seems like when you get a new mayor or a new commissioner, uh, we get to have whatever their belief as a proper role of government is. And that's a real problem. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I really would like to ask your two guests, you know, we're living in a time when a dollar is getting stretched so hard that uh, most people today are finding it very, very difficult to just get to the end of the month and have anything left over. You're right. And so, and so I'd like to know how they've calculated their projected inflation into the budget. I mean, you can hear a lot of folks, but, you know, we, we've been hearing from the Fed that inflation's transitory. It's not going to be a big deal. Then it was going to be, well, it's only going to be short term. You know, it doesn't seem that the government or the Fed has any idea uh, what uh, inflation is going to look like. But I don't think anyone listening to this phone conversation thinks that uh, diesel and gasoline is going to be cheaper a year from now than it is today. And so I'd like to ask specifically what provisions has the city taken as inflation continues to run uh, at a underreported rate, by the way. But 
even 8% is, uh, is atrocious. Yeah. Uh, what is the city going to do when they're paying 6 7 $8 a gallon for diesel? Because a lot of their vehicles and generators and so forth uh, run on diesel. So I'd really like to hear some specific answers they have to address the inflation. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the call, Steve. Uh, yeah. Thoughts, Deanna? Yeah. Yeah, we we do have we, we're feeling those same inflationary pressures, whether it be for our fuel, like the caller mentioned. Um, we we have had to increase some of our fuel budgets and and so forth. But we're I mean, there's a lot of steps that we can take. We, we like our citizens. Um, you know, we don't idle our vehicles. We we try to keep our tires inflated. We try not to make any extra trips. We try to be really efficient with our our time that we use, um, that we're in the vehicles and so forth. And, and, you know, we try to keep our tanks fuller so that they don't run lower. And so we are doing those same things that our citizens would do. And we're just encouraging those kind of efforts of our employees. But we do recognize that we are paying more in inflation as well. Robert, what happens next year if we... uh you know, we have our budget laid out, how much all this stuff is going to cost. What if all that stuff costs a lot more than we realize? Where do we go from there budget-wise? So I think it's really important to note that we're in an uncertain time in the economy. And, and as we go forward in the budget, we will make decisions based on how the economy is performing. So if if bids come in a lot higher on a major project and it's a project that we it's not critical and we don't need it right this moment, mm-hmm. we will defer that project if we need to to make sure that we get the best value and to make sure that, you know, we're spending taxpayers' dollars wisely. Mm, yeah, inflation. It not just getting us at home, it's getting us mm-hmm. in the government. And mm-hmm. certainly if gas is, you know, today, Mark, the first day ever, Utah's paid more than $5 a gallon average for gas. Is it going to be 6 in a month? Is it going to be 7 in 6 months? Is it going to be 10 in a year? Gosh, I hope not. Yeah, but let's hope not. Yeah, it's okay. possible. All right, got to get another commercial break in. We're here with Deanna and Robert talking budget and taxes on the Andy Griffin Show. Be right back. Welcome back. Just about to four or five minutes left on the program. I'm Andy Griffin. We're talking budget and taxes here with Deanna Berklasis and Robert Myers from the St. George City. Let's go right to the phone lines. Hey, thanks for calling today. What's on your mind? Morning, Andy. Morning. Thanks for calling. Okay. A couple things. First mm-hmm. off, I'm on a fixed income. I don't see myself getting a big raise. It's already gone from Social Security. So that 60 bucks is going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And also, we just, the state is going to get a billion dollar infrastructure money from the feds. Can we get some of our hands on that? And next item was five years ago, our budget was $250 million. In five years, you've doubled that. How can you justify that? That's just nuts. Thanks. All right. Thanks for calling. What do you you guys think, Deanna? So I'm not sure. I think we'll probably apply for some of that infrastructure money there. um, Off the top of my head, I we are getting some money from the state to help us with that graveyard wash project, mm-hmm. which will provide secondary water sources to the city of St. George and our citizens and um, hopefully help us to stop watering our lawns with culinary water and start watering with, with irrigation water. Um, one of the things that's difficult is we could get, we call those um, 
the you know the grants we call that one time money right and we could use that one time um for a project however we don't want to use one time money to help us fund ongoing costs like our public safety mm-hmm. it's it's like taking money out of your savings account to pay for your mortgage at one point that money is no longer in your savings account right. and then how are you going to pay for the mortgage so we could apply for grants and in some cases, we have been able to utilize grants to hire new personnel, but those grants usually taper off so that then we gradually um, pay for, you know, those new personnel over over time. But it's really difficult, you know, when it comes to putting that money out there that will soon go away and using that for ongoing costs that we need to really fund right now. Or interpreted, don't count on that money. Right. If you count on it every year and you don't get it, you're in big trouble. Right. Right. And if it goes <laughs> away, sense. you can't necessarily, you know, ask your officers and your firefighters or your critical um, workers that are providing the essential services to our citizens to stop doing what they're doing. I think one of the things that the citizens are concerned about with taxes is mm-hmm. it seems like taxes go up and they never come back down, like like this is a permanent problem. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Um, that's somewhat true, that once yeah. they go up, that's set. I, I think there's a concern that, hey, my property value is going up by 20%, so therefore my taxes are going up. But the way that our property tax system in Utah works. It's considered revenue neutral. So if if your property values go up, then your taxes will go down um, to produce. If you're paying $100 to the city of St. George, and, and right now the average um, citizen pays $232 for services, and we are one of the lowest in our surrounding areas for our municipal property tax bill and if you look at the top 10 cities in Utah, we are the lowest at around $232, and it's $19 a month. So we are at St. George City trying to be very conservative, very resourceful, trying to keep our citizens' property taxes as low as we can. And again, we haven't raised them in 35 years because of that philosophy of being resourceful and being very conservative. Um, some may say, hey, you should have raised it, but should we have raised it for no reason? Um Right now, we have a, a very important reason to come to our citizens and ask that they support that. Robert, we're final final seconds. Any thoughts on the budget as we uh, let you go today? I think one of the key things to think about again is that we the focus is public safety this year in infrastructure. One in three dollars in the budget this year is on infrastructure, so significant investments in those areas. Very good. He's Robert Myers. She's Deanna Berklasich. Thank you guys for coming in today. It's been a pleasure. Sure. Thank, Thank you. you. Time to step aside for news. Thanks for listening.